0: Welcome to the Healthy Jacks Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you find the best ways to stay healthy and to keep moving in Jacksonville. My name is Dr. Peter Yu, and I am a performance physical therapist here in Jacksonville and the host of this podcast. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with the right health and fitness information that is not only practical, but evidence-based as well. I also have the pleasure of highlighting some of the top health and fitness professionals around here so that you can stay up to date on the latest information. My goal as a performance physical therapist is to help educate and empower athletes and active adults to take control of their own health so that they can get out of pain, optimize their performance, and build true longevity for life. You can find us on Instagram at The Healthy Jacks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. The Healthy Jacks Podcast is sponsored by MotionRx Health and Performance. At MotionRx, we specialize in helping athletes and active adults overcome injuries and get back to their sports and activities they love pain-free. Head to MotionRxHealth.com to find out how we can help you move better, feel better, and live an active, fulfilling life.
1: This is Dr. Jana Parnell with Motion RX on the Healthy Jacks Podcast. New episode coming in today. Um, with us today, I have Deandria. She is a licensed massage therapist. And a licensed full specialist. She's going to talk a little bit about what that means later. She is the owner of Relax and Revive. Welcome. Thank you. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. I'm excited. <laughs>
1: Good. I'm glad. We're so glad to have you here. Um, so I've actually experienced one of D'Andrea's massages, and she is really great at her job. Um, and I wanted to invite her to come be on the podcast with us because I felt like in my session with her. She really stood out. I've had a lot of massages in my life. Um, I felt like she was really knowledgeable. So that's kind of how how I invited her to be on the podcast with us today. Um, So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like, tell me about your background.
2: Um, So I am originally from California. Um, I lived all over military family um, so I moved here from Atlanta, but I grew up in North Carolina, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Funny enough. <laughs> I'm sure that's like really confusing
1: for people when you say that you lived in Jacksonville and they're no. like, wait, you're in Jacksonville now.
2: <laughs> get it all the time. Um, so I started my massage career in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it started out just I wanted to do something different I was just working a bunch of like dead-end jobs and um, not really (laughs) going anywhere and um, so people had always told me that I had like a good touch and um, so I I was interested in massage but a lot of people weren't very encouraging like oh it's not a real career and it's not. yeah you're not gonna find like a great job so oh my gosh who said
1: that to you (laughs) no
2: names (laughs) <laughs> but um so like one day it was I want to say it was like midnight and I was just sitting there like thinking about my life and a commercial came on for massage therapy and I was like you know what I'm going to go ahead and call and I called funny enough they answered at midnight a, answered at midnight <laughs> took all my information down and they said they were going to have someone from the school call me so um, I got the call went up there did the tour and I enrolled immediately. Um, It wasn't what I expected, but it was way better. (laughs) How so? Um, You know, when you think about massage, like a lot of people think, you know, it's just, you know, you're rubbing, rubbing on someone. Um, Our training was very intense. Yeah. My instructor was very (laughs) intense. The anatomy and all that. Yes, the anatomy and physiology. It was, it was serious. Um, so I learned so much about my body and, you know, um, how everything functions. Um, I learned how to heal Mm -hmm. naturally, um, without using, you know, medications and stuff. Um, I'm very into aromatherapy, (laughs) vitamins and stuff. Um.
1: I think we used aromatherapy during my appointment, I believe so yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a, the first I love time aromatherapy that was the first time I had ever had a massage therapist um incorporate that in my session, and I thought that was really special
2: uh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah i loved I loved everything about it, and my instructor was like, You know you're a natural, so I'm like, okay, yeah. So you know you get out in the field and you're kind of nervous, not really you know knowing how you're gonna do, um, but it it turned out to be amazing. Um, I love helping people. I love, you know, when they come and, you know, give me a hug and like, oh, you know, I've been in pain for months or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I can, you know, I can lift my arm or, you know, whatever. I can bend my knees. And so it, it just feels really great um, to have that kind of feedback. And
1: Yeah, it makes all those long study hours in yes. school worth it.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, back up. How did you get? from California to the East
2: Coast? <laughs> so my, my parents were military. Um, so my mom was stationed in uh, San Diego. And once she got out, we moved to North Carolina to be closer to some family that we had out there.
1: OK. So much, and so. then were you in the military ever?
2: Um, I was. You yeah. were. OK. Yes, I served eight years. <laughs> nice. What branch? <laughs> Marines. OK.
1: Thank you for your service. Thank you. And you are in another military town, Jacksonville. I am. Do you f- So you were in the Marines before you became a massage therapist? Yes. Um, is there anything that you feel like you took away from your training as a Marine um, that you still utilize to this day?
2: Ooh, good question. Um, probably like the discipline. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to be on your feet. You have to be on your feet the whole time and um, use a lot of your strength. And so I feel like the Marine Corps definitely – Definitely with discipline. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and definitely with like strengthening your body. So I'll say
1: Yeah, you guys have to do a lot of physical stuff and I don't know if a lot of people have ever thought about this, but I I have actually am treating a massage therapist as one of my patients and it's like hard on your body. It really is. Your joints, you're standing all day, you're taking care of other people. Um, it's not a easy job physically. So I'm sure your training in the Marines, hopefully prepared you for that somewhat. Um, so you were a veteran then you decided to become a massage therapist. And then how did you go from Atlanta to Jacksonville?
2: Um, I love Atlanta, but I was, I was over it. Were you over the traffic? (laughs) The traffic. Um, you literally like, I literally like lived, five miles from my uh, job and, and it took, you, like, it took two me two hours to get forever, home. like an hour to get to work. Yeah. And you know, it just, it just brings you down. <laughs> kind of you're like dragging because you're like oh I gotta sit in traffic like all day
1: you have to like plan everything around it
2: yes and I'm a beach person so there's no beach in Atlanta so I'm like Florida
1: yeah (laughs) good well I'm glad you came down here so did you own your own massage therapy company in Atlanta
2: I did not okay I worked at massage envy for most of the time Um, a couple of luxury day spas I worked at a gym I worked at a chiropractic office briefly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just uh, just a a few chains that I worked at. But no, I didn't. I did um, some mobile massage on my own, um, like friends and family that I knew. Um, But no, I started my business in Jacksonville.
1: So was that scary?
2: Very scary. Uh,
1: What made you decide to take that leap?
2: so I was working at a spa in Ponte Vedra, beautiful spa, loved it. Um, but, you know, you kind of have to work eight, nine hours mm-hmm. to really, you know, be able to pay your bills. And
1: and they dictate your schedule, yes, I'm sure.
2: And you have to have a certain schedule. And it was just such a hard time, like trying to balance everything. And, you know, I have a daughter, mm-hmm. so you know, I have to pick her up and drop her off and everything. So it was just like one day I was just like... I'm gonna go ahead and step out on faith, <laughs> and you did and, it. Yes,
1: yeah, I can definitely relate to that. That's kind of how. That's what brought me to Motion RX as a physical therapist. Um, you know, everyone always says that we have the best healthcare system in the world, but I do think that we have a lot of places, a lot of areas that we can improve upon it. And insurance um, being one of them. And I just, I think that. When you work for a chain, like you said, or maybe a PT clinic that demands productivity and demands that you see the most amount of patients in a day or see two patients at once, it's not the best care. And it also burns you out as a clinician. Definitely. And so, and I mean, we're seeing this, I think, since COVID, people have just kind of thrown their hands up and said, I'm not going to take this burnout anymore. And they've started looking for new jobs. And I... I think the only reason that I'm still a PT five years out is because I left that high volume job pretty early on and decided to come. um, I had my own business prior to this, but then I decided to come work for Dr. Peter at MotionRx because, you know, we really value that one-on-one care with patients. Um, We really value being able to spend time with a patient and, you know, a lot of times when you work for a chain or you work for a high volume place, that's not the priority. Making money is the priority yes. and it can be so disheartening as a clinician, as someone who's caring for someone because you start thinking about like other things versus your patient and it's a fast way to burn out. Definitely. So you decided to start your own business and then at that point, were you going to people's houses or did you have a a brick and mortar? Uh, Brick and mortar. Immediately.
2: Yes. I have a sports car, so I can't fit all that (laughs) table and everything in my car to do that every day. So brick and mortar was the best option for me.
1: And then, so how long ago did you start Relax and Revive?
2: I started in October, 2019, right
1: Oh, timeline! Yes. So, how did that go?
2: Um, It was at first. It was going pretty well. Um, I was getting a lot of clients from the studio, um, but then, of course, we had to completely shut down. Um, They were able to kind of do online classes, whereas you know I can't can't, really as a massage therapist.
1: (laughs) You share a studio with
2: with uh, Yoga Den. Yep. In Avondale. Yep. Um so I teamed up with another independent therapist and we did couples massages um with each other to kind of supplement. Yes. Um and then <laughs> I did Instacart. <laughs> okay. You did what you had to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, I had to do what I had to do. So, um I still had a lot of clients that were still coming because medically they needed to come. Yeah. Um it was it wasn't a lot. <laughs> I definitely was holding on by a thread, uh, but we made it.
1: So. We made it, and then the the clouds started to lift. And, yes, and um, <laughs> you know, when I found you, I was looking for a massage therapist near my neighborhood, and I you have a ton of Google reviews and a ton of people love you. So how do you think that you took it from the barely hanging on to kind of a full-blown full-time business?
2: Definitely, I'm grateful for all of my clients, um, everyone who stuck with me through the pandemic, after the pandemic, um, prior to the pandemic. Um, it just, it it was just a blessing because a lot of businesses didn't make it. Yeah. And um, to still be here, I'm so grateful.
1: Did you have to, do you feel like you spent a lot of time marketing or do you feel like it was just word of mouth?
2: Um, a lot of marketing. Um, I was on uh, Groupon for a while um, I'm on Yelp um, a bunch of other like smaller kind of companies that target like spas and massages and um, like skincare and stuff um, so I was on a lot of those websites um, trying to gain more clients I was out passing out business cards I love business cards at other businesses <laughs> you were grinding yes <laughs> yeah
1: so I know one of the things that Um, stood out about you on Google when I looked up massage therapists was I could just tell based on what people were writing on your reviews that they really got relief with you and I got the notion that a lot of these people who were reviewing you had seen other massage therapists Mm -hmm. and they finally came to see you and they actually felt like what you were doing was maybe backed up by some evidence and you weren't um, doing something that maybe massage therapists did a long time ago. You were doing more current Thing So talk to me a little bit about that. Like what do you, how do you feel like you
2: practice and what makes you kind of stand out? Um, for me, I, I like to treat the whole body. Um, I use multiple modalities when I massage, I incorporate deep tissue, Swedish, um, neuromuscular therapy, trigger point, um, some sports massage, a little bit of tie, like stretching and everything. Um, and I, I hit a lot of areas that maybe other therapists don't normally hit, um, when they're doing their massages, like in a normal 60 minute massage, you know, you might not get under the armpits or, you know, they might not, um, hit the glutes really well. Um, so I feel like I feel, I use my hands to see all the problem areas and I just go to work.
1: What does that mean? You use your hands?
2: Um, I've. I can feel for things. So you can kind of feel like when the muscles are tight, you can yep. feel trigger points, you know, you can feel um, like it's kind of like almost you feel like something's not right within yeah. the muscle. So, that's, yeah, that's my what I
1: mean. my patients always ask me and I'm sure they ask you, like, how can you tell that that's where I have a knot? And I always joke, I'm like the rest of the tissue that doesn't hurt around you kind of feels like a raw piece of steak, and this area feels like a very well-done steak that (laughs) my dad left on the grill for too long. (laughs)
2: Yep. That's a great way.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, so I am not familiar with – I know, like, maybe Swedish, but can you kind of explain the differences between, like, the neuromuscular massage, Swedish, deep tissue – you don't have to do, like, a huge explanation, (laughs) but just kind of like the –
2: yeah, so Swedish is, you know, more of like the light massage, it's more for relaxation, it's slower strokes. Um, with deep tissue, you're kind of getting deeper into the fascia, into the muscle. Um, you're kind of sh- working that area using a little more force, a little more pressure than, you know, you would with a Swedish. Um, with sports, um, there's different types of sports massage. Um Some people come and get a massage, a sports massage right before they have a um, like a a game or something like an uh, exercise. Yeah. For like a run, a game, whatever. Um, So it's kind of you don't work deeper when you do that massage. You're kind of just warming up the muscles. Okay. And then, you know, post um, post game or whatever. You come and then there you can kind of you're relaxing the muscles, you know, from all the after they've uh, played, yeah, all yeah. the activities and yeah, all the trauma that they went through. You you're like kind of uh, softening up that muscle again to go ahead and uh, you know
1: get <laughs> so, it to relax a little bit. Right. And then what about the neuro, What did you say? Neuromuscular yes, massage
2: and and um, trigger point therapy. So that's where you focus on like. Um, trigger points are where you have it's like a little ball in the muscle Mm -hmm. and it refers pain. So sometimes it's, you know, shooting up or down. Sometimes it's just in that area. Yeah. Sometimes you even feel it in a completely different area. Yep. So that is just focusing on those points and work like you're pressing them down, holding it until it releases. Yeah. And it's It's, very painful. But it's similar (laughs) to some
1: of the techniques that we learned in school. But again, I think a massage therapist, if I have patients that really need a lot of time worked on that, Mm -hmm. I am not the expert at those kinds of techniques because as a massage therapist, that's your expertise. You're doing that all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really like to refer uh, my patients out to a massage therapist when I know that they would really benefit from more skilled hands and more time (laughs) working on that. And I know when you're explaining what it is, it's, I can immediately think of like, my patients that have neck pain and they have a referral of pain behind their eye or Mm -hmm. they have like a headache, even though their head isn't the area of issue, it's way down on like their lower neck. But once you press on that trigger point, they're like, oh my gosh, I can feel that behind my eyeball. I can feel that in my left ear. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what she's kind of talking about for all you guys listening. When she Mm -hmm. says a referral, it's even though, you're feeling it in your left earlobe. That's not the source of the pain. It's, it might be like down your neck. Um, yeah. So I love to send patients to massage therapists, especially if they have more of those like trigger points that I don't have time in my session to release because we are more working on strengthening or I'm just not as good as you guys at releasing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I know that with the whole opioid epidemic, um, a lot of providers, thank God, have gotten better at referring people to people like you and me, massage therapists, physical therapists. So is there, are there any patients that stand out in particular, um, where maybe they told you I've been on pain meds and now I don't have to take as many or I don't have to take them at all anymore. Anybody like that, that stands out.
2: Yes. Um, I have a client, um, she's been coming to me. I want to say almost, almost a year. Um, and she, she was in a really bad accident and couldn't even stand up straight. Um, so she walks with a cane and she kind of h- hunches over um, and she was on pain medication and it just, um, and physical therapy. If she was like trying all these other treatments, I think like dry needling, like all this, all this different stuff. Is she, she
1: older or younger? Um,
2: uh, she's, I want to say like, Mid 30s, oh, 40s. yeah, yeah. She's so not, definitely yeah. not what so you would expect like, yeah. using a cane. Um, so she was, we started out kind of you know with a lighter massage, just trying to ease in there and like feel what's going on. Um, because she was like told like all these different things that um was going on with her yeah that's um, something
1: that i hear a lot they've heard from this doctor that it's this they've heard from this doctor that it's this
2: and by the time they
1: get to you it's (laughs) yeah. we and
2: then we're like huh what (laughs) so um started out you know just kind of doing like arms working on the arms working a range of motion with the arms and then moving you know shoulders and then like back um so she can stand up straight yes Um, she came, um, maybe it's like a month ago and brought me flowers and Uh, like, it was such a great feeling, you know, we kind of shed some tears too, because it it was a lot of work. She was coming to me maybe like two, two, three times a week. Wow. For Um, how long? For, I want to say about six, seven months. Yeah. So... That's amazing, but you know what? Like, it's a
1: perfect example. She probably has to take less pain medications. Yes. so she's overall healthier. She's probably sleeping better. Her mental health, yes, is probably better because when you can't do anything and you're, you know, in that much pain, it takes a toll on your mental health, depression. Um, and I mean, I don't know if she's already had surgery, but you you definitely avoided, I'm sure, mm-hmm. a surgery which.
2: Yeah, she did have surgery. I think she had multiple surgeries, actually. Before she got
1: to you, yeah. Yes. But I'm sure there was somebody that was telling her she needed another one to get out of pain. And yes. that's thousands of dollars. That's, you know, they're cutting you open. There's scar tissue. Obviously, surgery works, but there's a lot of downtime after. And so she came three times a week for six months, but she avoided a surgery. Yep. And she's a healthier person. We...
2: Um, started using, um, aromatherapy instead of, you know, like the pain medicine. Um, we got her on some stretches, um, like a routine that she could do like every day and get those muscles worked out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Have you found that more physicians, PAs, nurse practitioners are referring to people as a first line treatment to massage or do you still feel like it's patients are having to find you?
2: I feel like patients are having to find me. Yeah. I believe, you know, that they're in that business to, you know, for medicine. And, um, so they're obviously <laughs> that's what they're going to recommend. Yeah. Um, do you have some that are on the holistic More side holistic or functional medicine? Yes, yeah. That I will, you know, recommend, but for the most part, I feel like people have to come to me and, a lot of people don't even really believe that massage can help. A lot of people just come for, you know, it's my birthday or, you know, it's mm. our wedding anniversary. Let's go get a that's massage. That's a good point. You know? And then and they they're like, oh my gosh, my yeah. back pain's
1: gone for the first time in six months. Right. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like, I feel great. And then you get a routine client out of it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, That's awesome. So why do you think outside of like the fact that you incorporate some of these other techniques and you... You mentioned you treat the whole body. So what does that mean that in mean, the massage therapy world?
2: Um, that means so um, say you, you're coming in and you said your shoulder, you've been having shoulder pain. Um, I don't just treat your shoulder like I will treat your whole back, your neck, you know, mm-hmm. legs, feet, everything. Um, I just Everything's connected. Exactly. Everything's connected. You're
1: recognizing that if their upper back hurts, maybe their neck is also involved. Right. It's like,
2: you know, once one thing is, you know, out of whack, then everything starts to follow. So that's why I, I believe in treating the whole body. That's
1: awesome. So what's one thing that you wish all of your patients would do? Is it get eight hours of sleep every night? Is it drink water? What's like a... Something that you kind of wish they would do.
2: Okay. I wish people would stretch. I mean, everyone. Um, Not just, you know, athletes or, you know, if you're, if you have a physical uh, job, like everyone, you know, you're sitting down all day Mm -hmm. or you're standing all day, you're on your feet all day, whatever. You need to stretch. Yeah. I believe in stretching in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, and I feel like people will have a lot better sleep. If (laughs) they would stretch.
1: stretch. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. I, next time I, my patient doesn't want to stretch, I'm just going to tell them that. My, our, my massage therapist recommends it as well. Yep. Um, and then outside of stretching, like what's a, a healthy tip that you have found that's worked for yourself that you think other people might benefit from? Mm. Maybe something not as traditional So I know for me, like I, um, really started focusing, I mean, I know this sounds like duh, everyone knows this. I really started focusing on like not using my cell phone in my room at night before I go to bed, Mm. try to like limit my blue light exposure. (laughs) And they say that like, you're supposed to make your room like a sleep sanctuary. So I've found that like the less activity the less light the less screen time that I have in my room the better I sleep Mm. so have you found anything like that Um, you've been able to kind of uh, incorporate
2: like my diffuser (laughs) I love my diffuser I put multiple different aromatherapies in there um and I feel like I sleep so much better at night um because a lot of them have, you know, different healing properties. Um, Talk
1: about that. I don't know. I only know like lavender's calming.
2: Yeah. Um, Peppermint, eucalyptus, those you can use those as um, anti-inflammatories. Okay. Um, For pain, um, you can use them for like skin, skin discoloration, skin rashes, like everything. I love patchouli. Um, that's a really good one for anyone who has skin. What's it called? patchouli patchouli so if you have like any type of uh, dermatitis um like uh rosacea anything Eczema. like that, yeah those type of things it helps with that um it also helps with like mood so it helps with like depression is
1: it a flower or is um, it it's a plant it's actually, a plant okay but, yeah does it, it smell good into an or- not really not the greatest <laughs> so it's not like the <laughs> lavenders <laughs> no, <and> the <laughs> no
2: not the greatest but you can mix them with things like i mix um I mix with uh, lemongrass. Okay, and lemongrass smells really good, so it kind of s- reminds me of fruity pebbles. <laughs> so it kind of masks the scent of yeah, that. Yeah, so you can you can mix them together, and yes.
1: So, how would you like? Give me a couple scenarios in how you would incorporate essential oils into your massage therapy session with a client or a patient.
2: Um. So.
1: So, like, let's say you have a guy with chronic back pain of 12 years. He comes in, you're trying to get him to relax on the table and you just kind of feel like he's tense the whole time. What do you feel like you could do aromatherapy wise?
2: Um, so normally when people are tense like that, um, I just tell them to take deep breaths because mm-hmm. um, usually they're whatever is on their mind, you know, they yeah. might be thinking about that or, you know,
1: or maybe they've never had a massage they've never had therapy a massage session or, um, before. They're not sure what to
2: expect. Um, so I tell people to take a deep breath, um, usually like three of them. Um, I place my hands on them just so they can get a feel of my touch. Mm-hmm. usually, Like when people get your touch, then they're like, okay, like that, that wasn't bad. That wasn't invasive. And they're more comfortable. Um, so with the aromatherapy, you can put like a hot towel on their back, tell them take deep breaths. Is there certain like ones that you would use in that situation? Um, probably like you could use orange. That's um, very relaxing. Lavender, of course, that's a popular one. Um, I like lemon, lemongrass rose is really good and it's hydrating (laughs) um and you i usually just put it like wave it around in front of their face and have them you know take deep breaths in through their nose and let them hit their bloodstream and all that and yeah yeah it's usually how they can kind of like relax and enjoy the massage and not be so tense.
1: Yeah, and then you mentioned I think you said spearmint and which other one has pain relieving effects in it? Um eucalyptus and peppermint. Eucalyptus and peppermint, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so in that case, you would still just have them breathe it in. Yep, you just okay. stick
2: it in um, with their um, nose. Deep breath in with their nose. It's going to get into their skin and into their bloodstream and circulate around while you do the massage.
1: Oh, so you would do it at the beginning of the session.
2: Um, the whole session. Okay. Yeah, you just massage um, the whole body with it. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> so you're actually using but you're it. But are as... You're mixing it with like a base oil, so yes. like a, a plain oil, um, vitamin E oil. You know, whatever you like to use for your massage.
1: This is making. want to come get another massage from you (laughs) so tell me about like um what other kinds of providers that you refer patients to um
2: chiropractors okay um I definitely feel like adjustments are needed (laughs) yeah a lot of people are afraid to go because you know they hear that cracking and you know that popping sound and it freaks you out but i definitely believe in if you find a great chiropractor normally they will have a massage therapist on, on their staff, team yeah um that's how you can kind of <laughs> decide who to go with but <laughs> <laughs> they're not as good as yeah <laughs> but um yes definitely chiropractors um i don't really refer um I I usually just tell them to like, go get checked out, honestly, because we, you know, we can't diagnose, Mm -hmm. um, we're not, we're not doctors that can't tell you, you know, like you have this. Yep. Um, so I usually just say, you know, go check out, see your doctor and, you know, come back, let me know what they said. And, you know, we can work out, um, a plan of action with that. Um, but definitely chiropractors are who I recommend. Do you see
1: a lot of pregnant patients? Because I think you and I maybe talked about this when I came to see you as a client. My specialty is pelvic floor physical therapy. Um, Yeah. So I guess we didn't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So I um, live in the world of pregnant, postpartum, postmenopausal, premenopausal patients and helping them regain control of their um, pelvic floor. So I see a lot of patients that have like, um, pelvic pain, incontinence, pain with intimacy, etc. cetera. So I know a lot of my patients have benefited from massage when they're pregnant. Um, so how does that look different than just your regular non-pregnant woman coming in with back pain? Or- um,
2: well, with prenatals, um, if you don't have a prenatal table, which is, it's like a table that has like a- cut out yes for the stomach for the belly yep yes um which i don't have one of those so i use a body pillow and they are on their side side okay. lying the whole time um and you just switch sides <laughs> yep yeah. um it's definitely a lighter massage you can't do um, a lot of deep pressure there's also areas that you have to avoid um around the uh, wrists around the ankles um, that can induce labor. Okay. So it's um, important to definitely know those areas to avoid Um, a lot of people, a lot of pregnant women come in, you know, with back pain issues. Um, That's usually what they complain of. Um, So it's, it's, not normally what they want because, you know, they want that deeper. Yes. Like, they want you to get in there. They're but, like, get your elbow in there. Right. <laughs> but by the time they have finished then they're like, oh, OK, like I, I feel, feel great. And, you know, you didn't have to go that deep. So it's you just have to know what kind of techniques to use. Yeah. And, um, just all the the important points to avoid.
1: Do you recommend like I always say, why wait until you're in pain when my patient's Yes. You know, a lot of times they'll come and see me in their third trimester and they've spent the first two trimesters of their pregnancy in pain. And I'm like, I wish you had come, like, as soon as you found out you were pregnant, you know, just to do some, like, pre-work, like, to make sure we don't get into a Mm -hmm. place of pain. So do you feel like if someone finds out they're pregnant, they should just kind of make massage a part of their, like, maybe, like, monthly routine? Uh To stay out of pain?
2: Normally, I would suggest starting in your second trimester with massage, um, just because it's just, uh, you know, dealing with the body. Um, any any wrong thing um, can cause a oh, woman to have a okay. m- miscarriage. So most massage therapists won't um, massage while they're in their first trimester. Okay. Um, we usually wait until their second trimester.
1: But you agree that, like, it's better to yes. come in mm-hmm. before it gets to, like, that 10 out of 10 pain? Yes, definitely. Pain. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel too. I'm like, wait, I wish you hadn't waited so long to come in. (laughs) Now you're like three weeks away from delivering and I can only like get you out of pain so much before you have the baby. Yeah, that's been one of the things that um, I've had to kind of spread the word about. Like don't wait till it gets really bad. Yeah, so another thing that – something that you said earlier, like sometimes people have to get used to your touch – with the kind of work that I do, um, being a pelvic floor physical therapist, I unfortunately have seen a lot of, mostly women, mm-hmm. that have experienced some sort of trauma, mm-hmm. um, assault, well, you know, kind of, a you can kind of elaborate on your own there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can imagine, and we know that the body, we always say the body keeps the score. And so if they've experienced some sort of trauma or assault, that can manifest as pain, even if the... Trauma was not to that area of the body, especially in women. We hold a lot of tension and trauma in our pelvic region. Mm -hmm. Um, And so talk me through, like, I mean, obviously, if a patient discloses that to you, like, hey, I've experienced some sort of trauma. And do you treat them any differently or do you kind of work through that session a little bit differently, knowing that they might be more fearful of physical touch?
2: Um, Yes, I communicate. Um, I like to make sure they're comfortable at all times. So I make sure I keep that line of communication open. Make sure they know that it's okay to say something because a lot of times people won't say anything. Like if they're uncomfortable or if it might hurt too much, they'll just you know suck up, suck it up, and then you know they're complaining afterwards. So I try to make sure that I let them know that it's it's okay to you know let me know if something is uncomfortable or if it bothers you. So I, I believe that communication is definitely, like, a huge thing um, when when dealing with someone who's gone through some type of trauma like that. Um, and then also, um, as far as, like, the touch, um, I normally start with them prone, uh, which means on their face. And I, I feel like the back, people are more... Um, okay with you working on their back, like you know, get in there, <laughs> go as hard or you know whatever. And so when you when they get comfortable, by the time you flip them over, it's like oh yeah, you know do do whatever like <laughs> yeah yeah. And they're comfortable with you and they're they're okay. So
1: I love that. That's a that's exactly how I feel. Letting them know like you're in charge today. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you. And for whatever reason, if you want me to stop, then you're in charge and you tell me to stop. And like you said, just keeping that line of communication open i just feel like as women we're afraid to offend people like i i was on on instagram the other day and i saw this video of this girl saying that like she didn't want to offend her nail technician and so she got her nails done and like halfway through she realized it didn't it wasn't what she asked for mm-hmm. but like as women we are afraid to like offend people and we don't speak up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's great that you really communicate with your patients and tell them that they're in charge of the session and they get to tell you if something hurts or if they're not comfortable with something and yes. I think tell me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so important when when someone especially if someone has dealt with some sort of trauma or assault or anything like that. So, kind of the last thing that I want to talk to you about is, um, when, like, talk to the people about when they should seek massage therapy. I mean, obviously, like, there's the obvious stuff. You have back pain. You have neck pain. Maybe you just had a car accident. But maybe some more like unobvious ways that someone should start going Honestly, to see a massage therapist. I feel Like
2: everyone should see a massage therapist, like whether you're in pain or not, um, your everyday activities cause you to have this pain. So it's like, you know, if you're sitting too long, you're sitting down like what, five, six days a week, especially
1: nowadays with everyone having some sort of an office job. They say, right. and I think so they say neck? sitting is the new smoking. <laughs>
2: So you're like your neck, you know, your shoulders, everything is in pain. So it's like, I just feel like everyone, anyone get a massage. (laughs) Like soon as you, you know, you're fully developed, um, come get a massage. Um, even if it's just like, you know, once a month or like once every three months, definitely get massage because you're always, you're always using your muscles.
1: I wanted to ask you why does, whenever I've gotten a massage, why do they always tell me like. Make sure you go home and drink a bunch of water
2: Oh, because you want to flush out all those toxins that were released into your bloodstream, Um, especially if you're getting trigger point therapy. um, You um, kind of feel like that soreness the next day.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like I've worked out.
2: Yeah. So it's like you drink water and you flush all of that out and it's like you feel a little bit less. So you're still sore, but you're not as sore. I know. So the
1: toxins are in the muscle. Yes. Okay. And then when you release the muscle, it's coming out. I think I met a massage therapist once who said that, like, she had a patient that had so many trigger points that he, like, got a cold the next day, like, after his, because she got so many toxins out of his. That definitely
2: happens. And also, like, if you come and maybe you're at the beginning of getting sick. And you get a massage, you are going to feel it the next day because it's like all of that is being rushed out of your body. So but the good thing about it is you won't be sick. It's as gonna long. speed up the process. Yeah, Maybe you're the sick the next day, but you're not yes, yeah. But you are gonna feel it.
1: <laughs> and so I know that like lymphatic massage is a little bit different. Um, so you I'm I'm assuming that you have to kind of have like a separate specialty in that
2: yes so I'm not I don't do um lymphatic drainage um I have not gone to school for that but I can recommend someone
1: (laughs) okay I'll have to talk to you after, (laughs) because I know it's a, it's a big trend right now. A lot of people think, oh, I should only do lymphatic massage if I have lymphedema, but I know that a lot of people are doing it to stay healthy, to kind of flush out their lymphatic system, especially like during Mm -hmm. the flu season or if they've had COVID. Um, It's not just for your patients that have had surgery or have lymphedema. You can do it just to kind of maintain a healthy lifestyle.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, And then Um, a lot of cancer patients also um, yeah with the
1: chemo and
2: they use lymphatic drainage for that so
1: so what is I don't know if you guys remember at the beginning when I introduced her she said that she I told you guys that she's a licensed full specialist (laughs) so what does that
2: mean Um, that means I'm licensed in um, skincare and um, nail care so Florida has a program where you get both of those licenses in one so it's called a full specialist license
1: so do you incorporate that into your practice at all?
2: Yes, I do facials. I do back treatments, vagicials. Um.
1: Vagicials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm guessing that's what it sounds yeah, like. Every,
2: yes, it's a, it's a facial for your vagina. Basically. Oh, my god,
1: that's <laughs> amazing.
2: It's like, you know, people who get razor bumps okay. or, um, you know, you've got um, a lot of you Sweat glands down there. Yes, and so a lot of people get a lot of chafing and everything. So it kind of helps with all that. Um, definitely helps with um, cleaning, cleaning, cleaning out your pores. Okay. And um, the ingrown hairs and everything um, from like shaving. So that's <laughs> that's what a vajacial is for. So do you? What do you do? Um, you it's you do a cleanse, um, a scrub. There's a <laughs> mask. <laughs> It's just, like a facial. it's just like a facial. You guys, I don't
1: think we have anything else to talk about. We have to go out of the podcast with the vajayshal. <laughs> Try saying that word five times fast. <laughs> Thank you so much you for, for coming me. on the pod. Um, let's do a little business shout out. So tell everyone where they can find you, your website, your phone number, all that.
2: Okay, Um. so currently I am at Yoga Den Avondale, but next week I will be at my new location, uh, which is 2135 Blanding Boulevard, and um, that's Suite 10. My phone number is 904-452-4533, and my website is www.relaxandrevivejax.org. How does someone book an appointment with you? You can um, just go onto the website. Um, You can book any time of day, night, whenever, and then I approve it and it'll send you a confirmation.
1: So no walk-ins, people.
2: No walk-ins. Don't
1: go to that address and (laughs) walk in and expect to be seen because – she has a daughter and she's got her own schedule and she needs to make sure that you're someone that she can helps help. So she'll approve your appointment. Um, thank you so much Deandria, for being on our podcast. Thank and we're you. so excited that you're a part of the healthy Jack's community. You guys go see her. If you need a massage, I highly recommend her.
2: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. You can find us on Instagram at the Healthy Jacks Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and let us know if you have any topics or guests that you would like us to bring onto the show. Thank you again for tuning in and until next time, stay healthy and keep moving Jacksonville.